Welcome to Kaldabe Talk Radio, the official podcast of the Mandalorian Mercs. We're a costume organization dedicated to charity efforts around the globe, attending events in Mandalorian armor we've built by hand. Here on the show, we'll keep you up to date with the latest fan community news. Visit our website at www.mandalorianmercs.com. Hello and welcome to this month's edition of Keldabi Talk Radio. I am your host, Crow, and with me on this episode is Thaxos. Hello. Pinocchio. How you doing? And Ark. Hello. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about on this episode of Keldabi Talk Radio, but first, um, we just want to go over, because we were talking about this before we started recording, how many desert planets are there in Star Wars? We've got 11 movies not counting the holiday special and the Ewok specials, 11 movies, and we figure we have five planets that are deserts? Uh, I think there's more. I was I was still racking my brain when we decided to start recording. Yeah, because so like, we definitely... Go ahead and list off what we hit already. Yeah, we definitely have Tatooine, obviously. Yep. Jakku. Yep. Jeddah. Mm-hmm. Geonosis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Savarine from yep. Solo. Uh, I, I went and checked. It's called Cantonica. Oh, Cantonica. Yeah, Canto that, Bite on Cantonica. Because yep. that's canonical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, and we're 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 gonna say Canto Bite as well because we figure that's sort of a Las Vegas situation because there was yeah. like a little grassy area and a beach, but then everything else was dirty and dusty and dark. Yeah, that's so Cantonica. That pretty pretty desert, yep. pretty deserty. Um, um, there's definitely at least. A couple in like Rebels and Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, there's Can't. a bunch. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but like we'll we won't count those just for just for the sake of of the movies. So like oh um the oh, the wait, place uh, with the salty surface and the red dust underneath it. Crate. Oh, crate, crate. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a desert. That's definitely a desert. Okay. <laughs> that's a desert. Uh, planet Cantonica, uh, coastal city on the desert planet Cantonica. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, so yeah, totally a desert. So we're six? Oh, we hit six a dead, couple dead. planets ago. <laughs> seven? Seven? Crap. All right. <laughs> Tatooine, Jakku, oh. Jetta, Cantonica, Geonosis. Savarine. Um, Savarine Crate. and Crate. So seven. Seven, seven so far. Um, so, and historically, the only Star Wars movie to have never... Had a shot on a single desert planet is still Empire. Although, depending on the the precipitation, Hoth may count. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, (laughs) realistically, yes. Like, a desert is any area that just doesn't get a whole lot of rainfall. It's like something, at least by Earth standards, it's like under 10 inches a year is a desert. Um, So, definitely places in, you know, America and Canada are snowbound deserts for sure. (laughs) <laughs> Technically, Antarctica is a desert. So that could potentially mean that all the movies have had desert planets. It's true. Does snowfall counts yes. as rainfall, though. It does. Yeah, as far yes. as deserts yeah. are concerned, yeah. Yeah, general precipitation. precipitation. <laughs> yeah. So um, there was a lot of snow on Hoth. It was, yeah, but it's... it's if it might have fallen yeah. a long time ago. It's build, Blowing snow does not count as precipitation. It has to actually come from the clouds down. And there weren't a lot of clouds Yeah. On in, like... In at least a couple of the scenes, other than the actual snowstorm, mm-hmm. which may have been blowing snow, I don't know. But like uh, looking at just desert sandy planets, like I'm not doing the math as far as what percentage of planets they go to. 
is deserts in Star Wars. Um, That's a lot. It's a lot. That's it's way so, too common. It's so many. And at least one of them, like Tatooine, we've been to mm. twice. <laughs> um, get enough no, of Tatooine, we've been to Rice? the most the yeah. most out of any of them. Um, at least that makes sense. Yeah, you like know, that's that's where it all started. Yeah, and they keep bringing it all back to that. To not Tatooine. Not Tatooine. Some. Not tat. Not Tatooine. Number one. Number two. Number three. <laughs> well, it makes a lot and, of sense because a desert is very easy to you know throw some shaders on or whatever you want to call it and just change the coloration a little bit, slap an extra sun in the sky, and boom, alien world. You know, there's yeah, not a ton of stuff is. around that's like, oh, there's some earth plants. We better get rid of those. I'm looking yeah, at you, Dagobah, just... with the iguanas <laughs> hanging around. <laughs> uh, Luke, like, straight up plays with a, um, with a, not a corn snake, but yeah. One of those like snakes, a, yeah. One of those snakes, the red, black, yellow ones, but not the poisonous one. Yeah, the, the safe one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the safe one. Um, red touches black. You're okay, Jack. <laughs> Red touches yellow. You've been poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> See, my problem is I always thought, always thought it was yellow and then mellow. And I was like, no, that, that also means it's not dangerous. So I don't know which one is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I means you're going to die. It has red. You're going to be dead. <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah, just don't play with snakes you don't know. Yeah, because I'll be talking radio does not endorse playing with snakes unless you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even then, it's not advised. Yeah. Well, like, any snakes in the wild, don't do it. Yeah, don't unless don't you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had one in the attic not too long ago. That was fun. You had an <laughs> attic snake. Yeah. Huh. What kind of snake was it? It was about a, a three or four foot rat snake. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. So nothing poisonous, but still wife wasn't snake. too happy about that. Yeah. And, yeah. And finally, he came out of the the vent on the side and climbed down the tree and. That I immediately had to cut down that tree so he couldn't go back in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know what I'm doing today. Scorched You're just earth. waiting outside the house for <laughs> him to come out. Like, as soon as he was out of the yard and all that, it's like, well, let me go get the saw. <laughs> Fun fact, we only have one snake here. Really? Yep. The snake? Exactly. Yeah. We got those here. Yeah. Yep. Those little, those little buggers love to hibernate. Yes, they just do. Make the, just make a little snake ball and sleep. Yeah, there's um, that's a little north of here, but there's one spot that they all migrate to to hibernate for the winter. Is there's this massive writhing pit of snakes. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, better uh, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> even like even though they're pretty much perfectly harmless, like seeing that out in the wild. Turns anybody Indiana Indiana Jones. It's just like nope. I thought it was pretty neat, but it was only after I knew that they were completely and totally harmless. Yeah, like because like you want to get pictures from a distance. Yeah, yeah. Because it's long lens. So many snakes. Like even here, where they don't, you know, have to mass up quite as bad mm-hmm. to uh, to survive a harsh Canadian winter. Yeah. Um, like, it's still, like, dozens and dozens of snakes within as small an area as they can manage. Like, it's freaky. Oh, I'm, um, I'm in the swamp, so there's a reason we call this place the Frog Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Snake Ranch. No. <laughs> no, we've only seen a couple snakes, oh, okay. but frogs We call it the, the Frog Ranch because of all the snakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
It's, it's because of all those possums. <laughs> anyway, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. All right. Um, lots of them. Um, that's, that's why, that's why the, the all, all three trilogies are called the Mandalorian movies, because of all the Mandalorians in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess what I'm going with here, with this talk of desert planets, <laughs> is... Um, clearly from the trailer, we see that at least a little bit of the Star Wars movie is going to take place on a desert planet. Because we got, like, everybody riding around on that speeder um, through the desert. We got the, the opening shot with Rey and Kylo in his tie cruising around doing acrobatics, working out a new dance routine for the summer parade. Um, like... And I can speak for everybody on this podcast. We just don't want it to be Tatooine again. Please don't be Tatooine. For the sixth time. I mean, <laughs> what if they bring back pod racing? That's Well, that's fine, because <laughs> that's the game, Star Wars Pod Racer proved that pod racing happens all over the place. Yeah. Gwygon even mentions that it happens on Malastare, which is not a desert planet, as far as I know. <laughs> Have we seen it? Um, it was in the game. I think it, I think it's like a city. Like, I think it's like a Narshada Coruscant situation. Malastare is a forested planet. Is it? Are you sure? It might be a desert. It wasn't in the it game. It is a forested planet. <laughs> that could be on Malastare. That could be like our, our new desert planet, because you got to have a new desert planet all the time. Well, this is, this is one of the things that always got everybody about Star Wars. It's like, all right, we're going to this planet. This entire planet has one ecosystem. What kind of cruel god creates an entire planet with only one geographical feature? I'll tell you what yeah. kind. A guy named Sheev. <laughs> you mean Mr. Sinnott. <laughs> exactly. So, like, like, even the most biodiverse planets we've seen, like Naboo and the forest moon of Endor, um, even then, like, we got, like, two ecosystems. That's it. And one of them is just underwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, that's Camino. Camino's the underwater one. Or no, I guess well, it's above yeah, water. It's, well, it's, a, it's, it's all water. It's, 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 <laughs> it's water world. Yeah. Kevin Costner's cruising oh, around yes. on some <laughs> Part man, part fish. Part water. All hairline. Part, part, part yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that's like, and I mean, I, I get that that's just for the simplicity of, of making a Star Wars movie. When you need someone to go to a new locale, it is cooler to be like, let's get in the ship, go to this new planet, and we'll check that out. Instead of, let's get in the ship, fly 100 miles south, yeah, <laughs> and not escape anything. And then you get great things like, I never knew that there was this much green in the whole galaxy. Yeah, like, I mean, and I, there are certain things like a desert planet or a ice planet like Hoth, those, like, are possible. Like, take yeah. Mars, for example. Mars is a desert. Tip the tail. Like, yep. um, it's, got, it's got ice caps, but that's the only different geological mm. environment that it's got. Europa's so that, a nice ice moon. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like, so those, those make sense, because just depending on where you are in the solar system, then... Okay, yeah. cool. But you can't tell me that something beautifully temperate like Naboo or Kashyyyk is just, you know, for the entire surface of a globe, 
just oceans and forests. No, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> think anyone is. I think it's mostly just they just simply don't have the time to show it off in the movies to the extent. Yeah. And I think, yeah, exactly. If I recall correctly, because you know, she has like a, a swamp section of the planet that's like it's not mostly it, giant trees. It's yeah. actually most Wookiees don't go there. There's all sorts of dangerous creatures abound in the swamps because there are no super tall trees for the Wookiees to thrive in. Yeah, and it's and it's Ganu. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no at least here in the temperate Americas, there is no forest that exists without a swamp. Mm-hmm. They always got one. Every forest has one. <laughs> and, and as a storytelling tool, it lets the audience know, oh, now you're on a different yeah. planet. Yeah. You were looking at rocks and sand. Now you see trees. You're somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah, it's just easy. I, I will say the one that is tip to tail, completely one single biome is Coruscant, the city planet. Yes. And that's, yeah, and that used and to that's... be a desert too. They just paved it over. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's and I mean, have we seen like, it rain on Coruscant? Um, now you got me not thinking. Canonically, no. Like though, the only the only parts where we see like moisture falling, like I think there's a little bit of drippage going on in Episode Two when they're walking around near the bar, but. There's nothing saying that that's rain or just condensation from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, consider the problem that a lot of cities and whatnot have with all the water runoff when so much is paved. And then think Coruscant, the entire planet. is Like, where does all the water go? Oh, yeah. No, it's just... Yeah, no, there's just, like, an underground sea. And now I'm just thinking of 1313 because we lower levels seem way more fun. (laughs) Yeah. So the farther you go down, the more it yep. stinks. Yeah. I've decided. Yeah. No, it's it's gotta. Like you don't get any sunlight. There's gotta be a lot of mold. You know, it's just it's just gross, gross down there. Yeah. It's like the worst locker room you've now, ever seen. If I recall seen. correctly, and because we're nerding out so hard on like planets and environments and stuff, I think here on Earth there are a couple factories and warehouses that are so large that they have their own natural weather systems. That rain indoors. That's true. Yeah, which is like nuts. There, yeah, there are. A couple <laughs> That's just of, crazy uh, to me. Mythbusters actually, they did um, at least one myth in an old um, airship hangar, like yeah. Zeppelins, like that, that grade of, of hangar. And yeah, like it had its own weather system inside this building because it's just so dang huge. <laughs> And yeah, like uh, skyscrapers generate their own wind systems. Like we figured that out in Chicago. Uh, I want to say it's <laughs> like a, a Boeing plane manufacturing building because it's oh yeah, well, it's got to be it's got to be it's got to be something like that. It's got yeah. uh, like, a, like a million square feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's its own city. Uh, I would I would hazard to guess it's more than a million, like tens of millions of square feet. I don't know. Crazy, either way. Oh, yeah. And that's... That is one thing I like about sci-fi movies. They're just like, what if that's just everywhere? (laughs) Just take that, expand it outward. Yeah. And going back to deserts, like, and how we talked about how easy it is, one thing I just thought of is, like, there's no... Like, deserts are super great, even snowy deserts. Because it's just like, you're not going to have someone in their car in the background of the yeah. shot, in that big tracking shot. You're not going to have the truck driving through the Shire. <laughs> or Game of Thrones. <laughs> there. 
I mean, yeah, you might still have yeah, Starbucks exactly. on well, Jakku. But... <laughs> yeah, you can still have, yeah. Yeah, and apparently no water oh, bottles yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The last the last episode, there was a water bottle behind someone. Yeah, playing. they they were just phoning it in at that point. Yeah, like, yeah. I I can only imagine yeah. though because they like, were long episodes and the amount of production that went into it, like to not catch every single tiny little oh, yeah. thing, like it's bound to happen. Oh sure, it's oh yeah, oh yeah. No, and there's there's little bloopers and continuity errors all throughout yeah. episodes of the shows, like like you have in any. I mean, you, uh, like, like in Star Wars, you got somebody smacking his head on that bulkhead. Yeah, but then you just make yeah. a cannon and it's fine. Like, because they already joked about how you mm. can't see in those things. <laughs> Which anybody, anybody who listens to this probably knows, no, you really can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. That's how like, we live. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Um, but. I don't know. I suppose we can talk about like the Vanity Fair. No, I think we can now. only talk about Desert Planets this podcast. I mean, I can. <laughs> <laughs> like they're beautiful to shoot in. You have like direct fantastic light all day. You got guys holding day. recording equipment um, in pink shorts. You can't go yeah, wrong. Exactly. Um, it's usually pretty easy to get around. Um, Perfection. <laughs> like, they don't have to really worry about, like, bad weather coming in unless it's a sandstorm, in which case then you film yep. a sandstorm scene. <laughs> well, wasn't it, uh, was it, was it episode one or one of those where it, it hadn't rained in a half a century and then it's like they showed up and here comes the rainstorm? Probably. Yeah, I think so. And that, that, hap- that happened on um, Mad Max mm-hmm. Fury Road, too. Like, they were going to shoot it in the great desert in Australia, yeah. but then it rained <laughs> and Which like hadn't a, happened in like in forever. And so like they show up to like do the pre shoots and there's wildflowers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of an apocalypse. <laughs> so they, they moved to like, uh, I want to say South Africa mm-hmm. or Tanzania or something. Um, just to, for that same reason why Star Wars always shoots in Tunisia. <laughs> well, the the photos in the Vanity Fair ones look like Jordan. So it doesn't look so much Tunisia-like this time, unless that's another section. Um, yeah, they actually say – no, it is Jordan. You are correct. Um, you know your deserts. Yep. I do. Um, Looking at the uh, the article, which we've shared on our all of our social media pages, so you can just go and hop right on it. Um, Joy of painting landscapes. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, politics in that region of the world being what they are, sometimes you can't go back to where they shot the uh, the Jawa scenes in Tunisia. Cause the government no longer exists. <laughs> yeah. um, so you go to Jordan instead, which is, you know, generally a little more stable. Um and you shoot a bunch of desert scenes, which we all hope are not Tatooine. <laughs> so the, uh, just from the rock formations, I'm going with Jeddah, but you know, what do I know? I mean, I'm waiting to see that toppled over Obi Wan <laughs> statue. <laughs> I know, I got broken. So yeah, it got and, decimated. And on that statue, like I've I've joked like the past couple times we've watched Rogue One. What if that's the statue was always sideways? That's like Obi-Wan taking a nap. 
Yeah. Like, what if it's depicting a time that he <laughs> fell down? That's nappy one. That's nappy one hip replacement. Uh, but, like, they, uh, Vanity Fair, one of the big things, and it, the article goes into this a little bit, J.J. Abrams being J.J. Abrams, like, he likes to do practical effects as much as he can, so they went to the desert because that's the best way to shoot a desert scene. It makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, we could blue screen it, and we could make episode one again. Um, or we could just go where there's a lot of sand and we don't have to truck all of it into this yep. into the soundstage. <laughs> but it gets everywhere. And rough, of course. And rough and irritating. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes of uh, desert planets. Like we got a lady who looks everybody's like she's wearing a, a Mandalorian helmet. Um, no one knows who she is. She's the new. Oh, does it have a T visor? This point, or is it just kind of? Quasi Mandalorian. It's it's sort of that it's sort of that quasi Mandalorian, like almost like the uh, oh, the okay. early Crusader, like Mithrasor helmet. It's that sort of triangular curved shape. Okay. Um, she doesn't really have any other armor. For Wait, is that the those. the Carrie Russell picture? Yeah, the character's name is Zori Bliss, supposedly, and it's on a on a yeah right on a snow dusted world. So we're getting snow again. <laughs> snow and deserts. This is Star Wars. Because. Then, um, <laughs> um, yeah, they got pictures of uh, of Hux and some other space fascists uh, in, on a uh, Star Destroyer because the First Order is terrible. Um, we got a whole bunch of cool stuff. Like, we got the Knights of Ren. Which debate's still out whether or not it's um, actually the Knights of Ren doing stuff. Like maybe Kylo got the band back together to do some killing. Um, or maybe it's like a dehydration-fueled hallucination like last time. Like, no one knows yet. Actually, yeah, come to think of it, um, digressing back to talking about planets... Did they ever say where Luke set up his academy? Um, probably in the novel. No. Uh, I will say yeah, for the cover the shots, they have photoshopped in a lot of lovely clouds. Hmm. Oh yeah, in that in that uh, yeah. <laughs> Jordanian desert, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look at you look at the rest of the shots, and it's just blue sky. Maybe oh, a no, little that's bit beautiful sunsets. Definitely. Plenty of clouds. Happy little clouds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy little Photoshop. <laughs> yep. So, this is Star Wars. There are two suns. One of them, you know, lights the characters in the that's foreground, right. and the other one provides the sunset. Yeah, I don't think they defined where his, uh, his temple was in the new movie canon. Obviously, the old one was Yavin 4. It, it's on the mystery box. Yeah. Yeah. And the planet yeah. mystery box. Yeah. Let's see. We got, yeah, we got a shot of Kylo and Ray fighting in mm-hmm. rain. I'm going to say rain. It looks like rain. Um, we also got Finn and a lady riding some kind of horses like 
tusk horse things. Tusk horse. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, let's see, a bunch of CP, cool shots of... C-3PO without a red arm, <laughs> because... Yep. yep. With, I hardly recognize with the gold him with arm because they fixed it for no... I didn't know who he was. Yeah, Yeah. right? I, I just got used to the red one. <laughs> um, the, yep. Anthony Daniels is still suiting up for that role, isn't he? Oh, yes. He got bills he's to pay. Boss. Yeah, he still fits. I, yeah. I can't do that. Uh, from what I've heard, he wants to be the only one that ever age. is yeah. portraying 3PO. <laughs> I will die in this costume. Yeah. Oh, well. That's dedication. Well, Billy Dee's much the same way. I think he's only ever been filled in for in any other appearance, like, one or two times. Right, but I mean, yeah, yeah, but Billy Dee doesn't get (laughs) encased in metal. No, no, he does not. Typically. Not on a typical day. I mean, mean, we don't know what's coming. You can't hide all those capes. You gotta let that out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All those capes. Um one of the shots they have is a shot of the uh, the weird cobbled together looking speedery thing that everybody's riding on at one point. Um, but because it's a set photo, you actually get to see like the dune buggy oh, sort okay. of situation that it actually rides around on. Speaking of Mad Max, <laughs> yeah, like I almost wish that it wasn't a land speeder and that it was just a Mad Max dune buggy cruising <laughs> around in space. <laughs> I want the wheels to stay put. Just <laughs> a just a pickup truck with some jet engines. Yeah, exactly. Like why not? <laughs> they have showed off other wheeled vehicles in Star Wars. So. Oh yeah, like they've had the Juggernauts. They've had like a couple of smaller vehicles that sort of trundle yeah. around. Um, but like no, just like a, a high speed like desert dragster. Like give give me that. <laughs> I do, I do find it kind of funny that predominantly vehicles are not allowed to have wheels, and droids are relegated to having wheels. Yeah, that's true. Like they've they've specifically made in this movie a droid that is a wheel, with a camera on top of it. <laughs> a little Lego looking yeah. guy. That that's just the Star Wars equivalent of a selfie stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like I haven't actually. I think if I recall correctly, some Kickstarter project was to make like a little flying uh, drone that will follow you around taking video. So, like, if you're snowboarding down a mountain or something like that, it would follow and record footage of you. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. They, it's not that far-fetched. No, that, yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that, that is an actual product you can buy. Um, Wasn't it just a drone with a string? <laughs> the first <laughs> ones were, yes. No. <laughs> when I was your age, <laughs> we took our drones and put them on a string. <laughs> it's an electric kite. <laughs> we didn't have anything else to play with. It was only that. No, I, actually, I honestly remember, like, I had, uh, when I was a kid, it was a little motorized X-Wing, um, very similar to the drone X-Wings that you can buy these days, mm-hmm. but it, um, it only went, it only just had its control surfaces were a pair of strings, which operated a couple of elevators on the nose and on the wings, and it had a little, little, like, uh, mineral spirit powered engine. And you literally just went around in a circle, like yeah. you as the pivot point, and just swung it around while it while it buzzed around you, and you can make it go up and down a little bit. And nice. That was yeah, awesome. Um, when I was a kid, <laughs> I had one of those. It wasn't the X-Wing. It was one of the other types. My dad crashed it. He destroyed <laughs> that thing the first day out, like right into the ground. Another happy landing. Yep. A little gas-powered engine on the front, and like... <laughs> It didn't last very long. 
<laughs> Thank you, Father. <sighs> yep. Memories. Yeah, okay, so we got Luke and R2 watching. Oh, wait, I, I see uh, I see trees and stuff burning. So wherever Luke built his uh, Jedi temple, there was vegetation to set on fire. Or it's just Photoshop from the California wildfires, and that's just kind of yeah. Mean. Yeah, it it honestly the the shot it could go either way because if it is, I mean, obviously he's not standing in the fire, or he would be on fire. Like it's it's right behind him, like in that. Well, that says, tape's the photos by Annie Leibovitz, like so I just, I don't see her setting a go right up. whole mountain on um, fire. So I'm, I'm going with Photoshop. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, yeah, no, Malibu's she's, on she's fire. A, you know, if you could head over here right now, we can get the shot. <laughs> Turns out, he doesn't set up. Wait, you're telling me photographers don't just set things on fire for the sake of photos? What? Uh, apocalypse now, you know. <laughs> Not always. Only sometimes. That's right. Um, <laughs> that could be a new app. <laughs> apocalypse yeah, on Yeah, it's probably out there. But, uh... Oh, what, what was it? Uh, <laughs> Probably already is. One, yeah. We got, let's see, we got uh, one shot of, it's actually a really cool shot for a few reasons. Like, it's a yeah. shot of an orchestra with John Williams conducting. Um, I think this is the last, he said this is the last Star Wars he's doing. So this is it. Because he's, he's not a young man. He's fought enough Star Wars. <laughs> he has, like. When you look at all the people who have been involved with Star Wars since the 70s, he's yeah. one of the few that's actually been involved every single time in the Not main sure. series. Like, uh, Michael Giacchino did Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Did he do Solo 2? I don't remember. Not sure. I don't I remember. I gotta know. Yeah, we'll look that up. But yeah, like, John Williams has been with us for the nine core films at this point. And the shot is also sick because, you know, on the queuing monitor in the background, they do have mm. a photo of Leia. They do have Leia up on the screen um, on some jungly-looking planet. <laughs> um, so... So, yeah, okay. So, yeah, Michael Giacchino did... Uh, Rogue One. Rogue One, but uh, John Powell. John Powell of How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, no, he's also great. He's also good. They've got a, they've got a lot of lot of good composers on this. Um. Um, <laughs> actually, there's a great quote from John Williams in this article. Um, I read the caption here. Composer John Williams conducting the Star Wars score, drawing on themes and motifs he has woven across four decades. Quote, <laughs> I didn't think there would ever be a second film. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, the thing. that's our boy. Was not a. <laughs> he wasn't alone. Yeah, no, that's a pretty common consensus. Like, oh yeah, now everyone was like, "I'm gonna go make a movie, and that'll be it." Like, yeah, Alec Guinness, yeah. Um, famously not a huge fan of the role of Obi Wan, <laughs> not a great fan of Star Wars, <laughs> but a house it bought, I'm sure he's fine with. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Rest in peace. Indeed. But yeah, no, he, he he's a trooper. He came back every time. He, he was a ghost, job. but he had to sit down. He was tired. He had to sit <laughs> on that log. 
<laughs> Ooh, it's hard being a ghost. <laughs> Chat with me for a spell. Let's talk about let me let me sit down and tell you about how you have a sister. Yep. <laughs> that you've never ever had any hints of. Yep. By the way. Um, By the way, I'm your sister. I'm your sister. <laughs> it's me. Um. So he might be his dad. We don't know. <laughs> we we don't know. Um. I mean, we do know. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler nope. alert. <laughs> oh, fake spoiler yep. time. <laughs> fake spoiler. Yeah, fake spoiler fake time. An- Anakin was lying the whole time. Luke and... is Obi-Wan's son. Yes. And he has been the whole time. And the rise of Skywalker is we're going to get Obi-Wan's ghost coming back and kicking Kylo Ren in the teeth. That'd be awesome. I like it. <laughs> I'll go to that movie. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, There's, there's been, like, I've had a couple people ask me, a couple of my friends, and they've said, like, if they do the Force Ghost lineup at the end of the film, who would Anakin Skywalker be portrayed by? Well, the, Hayden the, Christensen the now. Guy. Special no. editions. <laughs> See, that's like, would they... Like, because inevitably, inevitably, because this is going to be the closeout, we're going to get a picture Appreciate of a bunch that. of Jedi Force ghosts. I'm calling it right now. Um, so we'll have the we'll have the Yoda puppet. We'll have Force Ghost Luke. I hope they get Qui Gon. We're probably going to have. See, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like, yeah, they yeah, we'll have Liam Neeson as Qui Gon. Please, please, the guy please, 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 Force Ghosts. Um, like, yeah, nobody else got younger in the Force Ghost scene, so well, I the, feel like we need, like, the redeemed Anakin guy. Well, he, well, and, and personally, I want that, yeah. but here's the catch we're going to mm-hmm. run into. Alec Guinness, as we've recently mentioned, is dead, and they've said that they really want to limit how often right. they composite old footage into the new films, like they did with Tarkin. They they're sort of gone and said that that's pretty much going to be the one off in the franchise. I'm sure there's seven so, seconds of old footage you could use though. Oh, I'm sure. But that said, would they if they have Ewan McGregor come in and sneak in as Ghost Obi Wan? I just figured they'd use the old, the other Alec Guinness Force Ghost. Oh, now well, that's that's what they should emotions. do. Yeah. Right. Like, because then if they do you and McGregor Obi Wan, then they have to do Hayden Christensen Anakin. Mm-hmm. But cool. but then they have to get young Qui Gon, as opposed to like current modern day Liam Neeson as Qui Gon. I don't know. You beard him up. He's probably he doesn't look that different. <laughs> did you see what they did to Nick Fury? You can do that. You can take him back to yeah. crawl. That's true. <laughs> Deep cut. Movie magic. <laughs> So, so I don't like, and I'm, I always draw a blank on on the dude's name, the guy who played Anakin Skywalker in the two oh, scenes. Uh, Sebastian Shaw. Anakin. Sebastian mm-hmm. Shaw. Thank you. Yeah, like, is a is he still alive? Ooh. I got a Google right. to the internet to the Google machine. Sebastian Shaw. Age. He did. Uh, no, yeah. A while ago, actually. December yeah. 23rd, 1994. 
Oh, hmm. yeah. So not not that long after Return of the Jedi came out, yeah. actually. Yeah. So that's a miss, unfortunately. Well, he was 89, um, though, at the time, so... Yeah, he was. Yeah, they wanted. They needed someone to play an old Anakin Skywalker, mm-hmm. so they found one. Um, so that said, like, what they should do is, yeah, they should just composite everybody. Like, the only the only people that should be actually on set are the Yoda puppet and Mark Hamill, present day Mark Hamill. Um, and then, yeah, just composite photos either like dh liam neeson Mm -hmm. um sebastian shaw from jedi um i mean while we're at it dh samuel jackson and bring him back as a force ghost like honestly like (laughs) uh, there have been a lot of great jokes about samuel jackson as a force ghost mace windu (laughs) like i would love it if they did that like uh, if they just they could just put the the entire Jedi Order just Avatar style just back behind them just marching back into history. Um, yeah, that's what I want. I want that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm on board. But then, what if they just swing us in the completely wrong direction and it's Return of the Jedi, Luke? <laughs> that's the force ghost. I mean, they just they just de-age everybody. <laughs> if they're going to start de-aging some people and kind of have it wet like at their peak, then it would make sense to have Return of the Jedi Luke with all his hope mm-hmm. as opposed to uh modern Luke of uh, things are bad. <laughs> Poor old yeah. Jake Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Like the yeah. the Vanity Fair thing isn't actually doesn't show us a whole lot more than what the trailer showed us. Um, it makes us happy. Nice couple little hints. Like gave us gave us some new looks at some new characters. Gets gets us jazzed a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I'm happy. Every like it'll be. Even if the movie's terrible, I'm still gonna enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, we should move on to the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. Yes. Yes, we should. Because, yeah, it's like a celebration. They had a whole bunch of cool stuff. They had uh, interviews with um, Ahmed Best and Ian McDermott, and they had interviews with a bunch of people that were at celebration about the 20th anniversary. But it, the 20th anniversary is actually much closer to uh, it was, than it was. It was Sunday. Yeah. Like this past uh, oddly Sunday, enough, the last episode of Game of Thrones was on the 20-year anniversary. <laughs> it's no that is no coincidence. Celebrate mediocrity with, with mediocrity. I, I thought it more about complaining <laughs> with complaining. <laughs> I I actually I haven't really watched a lot of Game of Thrones in, like since season three, so I've just I, been I'm, watching yep, everybody I've else. I've just been listening <laughs> to the complaining, so... And they brought back memories of the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Now there were there was a big thing on uh, on Twitter. A lot of the like um, Matt Martin and a bunch of other people who were up and coming in Star Wars and Lucasfilm. Like, where were you twenty years ago? And a lot of people were like, I was camped outside a theater, yeah, waiting for waiting for it to open. <laughs> and that was that was back when. Um, this is showing our age, 
Like that was back when a midnight showing actually meant midnight on Friday on Thursday yep. leading into Friday. Yep. It wasn't like Thursday five at five in the afternoon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come it's on, midnight I'm, somewhere. Like, <laughs> it's like the worst. Well, wherever it's, so wherever day, it's yeah, midnight, yeah. there it's been like two days since the movie came out. Yeah, it's like yeah, the worst like, Jimmy Buffett song ever. It's midnight <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> So, like, yeah, when you you actually had to camp out to go see it, and and granted, I was 12, so I wasn't camping anywhere, um, and I live in Maine, southern Maine, which is the most populous part of the state, but it's not like people were, like, crawling over each other to, to get into the theater, really. I, I think um, I waited two weeks. I think I gave it a week or two, mm-hmm. and then... I came close to walking out, but I didn't. I was like, what the, what, what? I didn't get it. I just didn't. I'm, I'm, I've softened on it a lot since then. It's like, but man, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I've, I've ridden, ridden the roller coaster of, it came out when I was 12. It was my first big Star Wars movie in the theaters. Because I don't actually know if the special editions came out. They did. Where where I there grew was, up. Oh, oh where oh. I grew up, rather. Sorry. Like, yeah, like they, yeah, they came out in theaters and they got the, the yeah. re-release. But I'm, I'm not, not even sure if the special editions exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just I went and saw all those in 97. And, you know, that that was when the hype engine was, was ramping back yep. up again. Mm-hmm. So, like, so this was, for me, it was my first big Star Wars movie. Like, it was my first time getting to go see it in the theater. So, as a 12-year-old kid watching a movie made for 12-year-old kids, yeah, no, of course Mm -hmm. I loved it. (laughs) You know what's crazy is that if people aren't really sure, for all they know, you could be referring to when you were 12 and The Phantom Menace came out in 3D (laughs) theaters. Oh, God, yeah. I never saw that. Oh man, Pro is today years old. I'm today years old when I saw the Phantom Menace in theaters for the first. No, no, I was legit 12 years old, and it's been 20 years. I, w- I was <laughs> just just on that aside. I was decently excited for Phantom Menace in 3D because it meant they were going to be doing the other movies in 3D, and I wish they had. Great, great. We're we're we might get Attack of the Clones in 3D. and Revenge of the Sith in, in 10 more years. <laughs> I, I, I am actually very thankful though that social media wasn't around like it is now in mm-hmm. 1999 because it would have oh. just just caught oh. fire like it would have yeah it would just burned Utterly down because that was the thing I mean, like, that being said up... there was a lot of people that writing into like newspapers and radio stations and stuff that also complained it's just not archived and able to be referenced as easily and i'm so thankful well, that and like as as a child, I wasn't like, oh, let me read the newspaper to see what they think about That's Star Wars. Let me, let me go to an AOL <laughs> chat room. and No, it just – it wasn't prevalent. Yeah. You talked oh, with yeah. your friends yeah. about it, but I can only imagine like, man, you guys complain about like one scene and one show that's ruined your life. Like let me tell you something about 1999. Like <laughs> I can only imagine like it would just been this giant dumpster fire. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad that was more around. Yeah. I feel like we're starting to, to stray into the commentary about how social media has impacted the world more than 
a Star Wars. More than Star Wars. Oh, I mean, I think no, it's that's how true. it's impacting movie <laughs> production. How it's, you know. Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, we're not we're not going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog on this no. podcast. Well, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got theories about that. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk later. That may be an after yeah. podcast special. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's that's my digression there. I got theories mm-hmm. from also from the internet. Um, but like, yeah, Star Wars, like you mentioned, yeah, you would go to school the next day or go to work and just talk with your friends, but your friends were also people who had seen at the same time you were. Yeah, so you were fresh. It was just, and just sitting around yeah. talking about it. You didn't have to share it with the world. Like, let me give yeah. my hot take. Like, oh, come on. And so like, so I grew up with, you know, loving it for years, loving it for years. And then after the other movies come out and I realize maybe these aren't the best movies. And then you sit on them for a few more years and you actually go and watch people do critiques of them. And it's like, no, these as films, these are not great movies. But then now I'm back up on the hype train because it's been 20 years and I'm like, no, you know, they gave me a lot of cool stuff. I also feel like <laughs> it's very hard these days for any movie to be free from really any criticism because there's always there's so many people there's so many more people that exactly it is put their opinion out there but also um there's more people that are giving their opinion in some sort of platform way that reaches out to a majority of people so then someone that just doesn't like it is gonna you know oh yeah it it doesn't matter someone is gonna tell you why it's the worst thing you've ever done ever so that's yeah oh yeah that's just part of it now so much easier it's so much easier to bandwagon now than it ever was. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've gone. Like I've it. gone the opposite way on the Phantom Menace. It's like, okay, what? What is this? This is really, really bad. But then, at you know, as time goes on, you soften on it. You find the good spots, mm-hmm. and you know, okay, I'll sit down and watch yeah. it now. I can, I can find the good spots. It's, I went the opposite direction. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well. Well. Now you just watch the scenes where it's like I'm just going to pay attention to Liam Neeson. And nothing else in this scene. <laughs> yeah, because it's like the the whole you know the the, the Plinkett review from what two thousand nine that really just you know for an hour and a half like who's the protagonist? Well, it's Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. That's really? who your protagonist yeah, it is. is. It's Liam Neeson, dude. It's that guy. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just there to introduce Anakin as a character. <laughs> Like, Anakin was just there because they needed to make two more movies. <laughs> Alexa, play a Duel of the Fates. <laughs> <laughs> and At least one person listening will now be having their oh, device so. making them listen to Duel of the Fates. Oh, I hope so. That I mean, honestly, that's one of the it, best things you can oh, do yeah, for that, that's, that's a gift. For those feeling left yeah. out, okay, Google, play Duel of the Fates. <laughs> Siri. Play Duel of the Fates. <laughs> You're welcome. We've got you covered. This is our gift to you. Um, we love you. And we do. We really we really do. And, sp- like, speaking of John Williams, like, I actually, I bought the soundtrack when I was when I was a kid. Like, that was yeah. one, of the, one of the CDs that I bought with my allowance money. It was, like, that and a couple Weird Al Yankovic CDs. Like, <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah, like it, that. Those movies got me as a as a attention starved kid to listen to some classical music, to listen to an orchestral score. <laughs> Dude, I have driven across country playing nothing but Star Wars soundtracks. It's awesome. 
Yeah, no, it's worth it. <laughs> like I got I got lucky at, with at my record store job a couple years ago to buy the um the special full soundtracks of the original three yep. movies, Ooh. like the two disc double collections. Nice. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, when you when you're on a 12-hour drive, those things are awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the Phantom Menace, like, it gave us a lot of, it, it gave us a lot of questionable stuff. Um, it's actually, it's one of the things the Blu-ray release made worse was the, uh, the pod, ra- the pod race scene. Because the extended pod race goes on for an additional, like, two minutes. And you get to see Anakin do a lot of stupid things. <laughs> yeah, with, like, his, his little grabby stick and. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it's, it is what it yeah. is. It's stuff that. I get. It's stuff that I'm glad they cut for time. Cause I, I always recommend going back and finding the Dark Horse comics that are the the Star Wars, the you know the original script, mm-hmm. the unproduced. Just read that because it is the Phantom Menace. It's like, oh, I get it now. That's where all this came from. Yeah, it's like the Phantom Menace is pure, uncut George Lucas. Yeah. It, it's everything else was filtered through normal people. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't filter the story through normal people. I get it. <laughs> Speaking of, of George Lucas, uh, happy belated birthday. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, George. We love you. Like, you are the best ideas man in sci-fi. <laughs> like, really. Uh, but yeah, he turned 75 the last week, I want to say. Um, and we wouldn't... <laughs> Like, faults and, you know, Hollywood and everything aside, um, we would not have this fan club. I would not have most of my childhood. Um, I wouldn't have a bunch of the friends I have if George Lucas didn't decide to make a movie out of college and and yeah. pitch it to Fox. <laughs> so we love that, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, genuine love. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you people, and you wouldn't ever decide to listen to me without George Lucas. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just think about all the people that exist now because of George Lucas. That's a little nerd. That's a little strange. Getting together, mm. <laughs> hanging out, falling in love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. 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 Let's talk about loves in the let's air. Talk about birth. No, um, speaking of love, uh, Billy D. Williams. Um, this is uh, my obligation to remind everyone that he is also going to be in uh, episode nine. I got to mention that every episode until yep. the movie comes out <laughs> because it's Billy D. Billy D. Billy D. Billy D. Billy D. Billy D. Like I just that is honestly like for episode nine. I'm looking forward to a lot of things. I'm looking forward to the wrap up of the of the franchise of the Billy D. Williams is 82 years. What? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he is. Wow. And he's still spry. <laughs> I wouldn't have thunk it. Like, I'm excited for them wrapping up Luke's story. I'm excited to figure out what Ray's gonna do. I'm excited to figure out how they wrap up Leia's story. But I think the moment in the film that I'm looking forward to most is when Billy D. Williams shows up. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Really, like, I there's a story there. 
there is a story, a huge story for what he's been doing for the past 20 years and why he shows up now. <laughs> well, in Solo, he said he would get his ship back. Oh, yeah. No, and they're, so there we that's, go. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna bring that back. And that's why he's flying instead of Chewie. Because, like, if, if we're all honest, Chewie's like... 1937. Oh, that's when he was born? Oh, wow. Yeah. April 6, 1937. That was a couple of years ago. Happy birthday to you as well, Billy D. Belated by like two months, but happy birthday anyway. <laughs> We're doing our best. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. But like, because I mean, if if we're all honest, like Chewbacca is like the third best pilot in the galaxy, really. <laughs> but he's always like voluntarily taking a backseat to like Han and Lando because he's just such a nice guy. Yep. <laughs> He'll even carry your droid for you when he's all busted up. Yeah. That's a good friend. Yeah. Like, the one that even he's annoyed with, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring him around. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I do feel that uh, it's worth a moment. Um, everybody's heard the news, obviously. Peter Mayhew, sadly gone. Um, we were lucky enough to have him as a guest on this podcast a few years ago, um, working on making a little little cut of his uh, his moments on the show with us talking about the uh, the Princess Leia project. Yeah, um, just such a nice guy, like really, really one of the nicest guys in Star Wars in a in a universe of nice guys. There was Peter Mayhew. Yeah, and um, we don't normally plug things for sale. But uh, there is a Peter Mayhew challenge coin that's being sold in a limited quantity, which uh, is going to support the Peter Mayhew Foundation. Yep. So, which is also always accepting donations, um, even if you can't grab a coin, you don't want to grab a coin. Um, a few bucks there goes directly to people who need it. Now, is that on our website or? Uh, I certainly uh, hope we'll end up putting it up, but. There's a when in doubt, PeterMayhewFoundation.org. Yep. There you go. Now, let's talk about Disney. <laughs> um, Why'd they do? Actually, um, something some pretty cool. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, but for their new Disney parks, they're actually going to have the Disney app which is already widely available and distributed. Um, you will be able to, once you get to the Galaxy's Edge portion of the parks, you'll be able to use your phone and that app to interact with the park. Yeah. Like, you'll be able to do um, little AR things around, so the already crazy scenery. There'll be holograms that'll pop up on your phone, um, like super interactive maps. Um, you'll be able to like translate a bunch of the stuff, like those little Easter eggy things that they have written on the set in Orbesh or Jawa or what have you. Um, you'll be able to translate and read those. Um, nice. You'll be able to find a bunch of little Easter eggs that they've got scattered around. Um, like you'll be able to like play with droids that are around mm -hmm. the set. Like it's, it actually looks like it's going to be pretty sweet. I'm curious to know if they're going to um, do something like the, um, the Sorcerer Mickey, uh, what's it called? Does that whole thing, you get the trading cards, 
that you hold up and it's oh, the end of the camp. Yeah. Cursing Sorcerers of the Magic yes, Kingdom. Yeah. Um, not, not too proud to say I play that every time we go to Disney World. You should be proud to say that. It's really fun. It is really fun. It's 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 honestly one of my favorite parts is we'll like be doing it around the Magic Kingdom, like going to the little portal mm-hmm. thingies, and you'll see like some kids with their mom like wandering around looking for the next one. Be like, which one do you need, kid? <laughs> oh, it's over. It's over there by Pirates of the Caribbean. It's in that window. Go nuts! I, I, I absolutely <laughs> love the fact that when you go and you participate in it, oftentimes people will look at you like you're crazy, and then all of a sudden they see this, like, the screen come to life, hidden away, and they're like, wait, what? What? How are they doing that? What? <laughs> I'm a sorcerer, bro. Got yep. a badge. <laughs> it's totally wizard, um, Yeah, that's what actually... uh, Crow was trying to say. Uh, no. <laughs> so we're bringing, we're bringing it back. No, we're still bringing it back. Nope. <laughs> um, we're bringing wizard back. No, that's what I call pot racing. <laughs> That's what I call sorcery. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that would be that would be yeah. sweet if you if you could. Oh, I really like, hope you know, like, that. like do a little like NFC communication mm-hmm. with a with a, a data pad or a monitor yep. or something while you're waiting in line for the Falcon ride. Like that would be sick. Um. So uh, message data and roaming rates may apply. Uh, availability subject to handset limitations and device settings and features may vary by handset. Bloody blooty blooty blah blah. Um, yeah, no, it's like it's a very Disney thing um, to say. All right, we got this cool park, right? We're gonna make it look really cool, and then we're just gonna try and make it a cool place to be. <laughs> if I understood it correctly, they also were hinting at potential interactions that you have with the park will impact your experience while you're at the park. So, yeah, like, that would kind also of a choose-your-own-adventure style, right. like, your decisions will have impact on uh, on how things go. Which would be really Oh, cool. like, if you go on the, uh, if you go on the, the, salt, on the Falcon ride, like, it changes some uh, of the scenes. Or I don't whatever. know, maybe? I'm not sure? That would be, that would be cool if it was, like, a Star Tours mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it's just like, okay, you did this thing in the park. You're going to get to see Tatooine for sure. <laughs> that, who knows? I'm that would, that would be really cool. excited to hear what sort of cool, interesting ways they take that and, and make it work. If you ex- if you extend your time limit, do they throw you in a Sarlacc? <laughs> if you get put in the Sarlacc, you get 3,000 oh, years in the park, great. right? Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> Life... <laughs> Lifetime reservation at the hotel. I don't know what they're calling the hotel yet. Is it just the Galaxy Judge Hotel Cantina. or Resort? Like, I'm heaven. Not I don't know sure. if it's got a special name or not. Yeah, it's got a paradise. It's got a heaven name. I mean, even if it's nerd just, heaven, even Hollywood if it's just, just like the Polynesian. I would be very curious to know if they will ever have. I would be very curious to know if they will ever have a real life Canto bite. Like a like a Star Wars themed yeah. casino, you know they'd rake in the money. I mean, I mean it wouldn't be at a Disney park, yeah. but it wouldn't. No, it'd have to be at Vegas. Yeah, like it wouldn't surprise me if they bought up a, a like a piece of the strip and did that. Well, Star Trek did it. Yeah, wouldn't um, that be an like? Because I could see Canto Bite being predominantly a experience more so than an actual casino. And I could see, I could see oh, them yeah, probably no, being no. like, okay, here's the caps. We're not going to make it egregious. We're not going to make it so people can actually lose all their money here. But, you know, low-stakes gambling, 
small amounts of gambling and just the sheer profits that they have and just people going there to experience the thing. I mean, what, there was that, there's that, well, that uh, cruise ship that they're planning on doing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Disney yeah, cruise. Yeah. There's a Star Wars. In yeah. the Star Wars. The entire time you're on the cruise. Which that, I'm not a huge fan of cruises. Um, just in concept, mm-hmm. like the cruise ships come through where we live all the time. Um, but that would be the that would probably be the thing that would get me to like a cruise. It's just like okay, so I'm on a ship for like the next two weeks, right? Yeah, okay. What if I pretended it was a spaceship the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the Canto Bite thing. Um, back when Trek had that uh, up in, from what ninety nine to oh nine, something yeah, it was like quite that. the long lived thing. Yeah, I, I had yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I used to go there, like, every time I went to Vegas, like, I spent many a night that I can barely remember there. <laughs> but they, they had a casino section that was made out to look like it belonged, but it was a little off, so they didn't have, like, a yeah. a trademark thing going. Like, there were lasers and, you know, all the sci-fi stuff everywhere. It was just a little off. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they couldn't make it full on quarks from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> no, no, that was that was right next to there, <laughs> and that's where you went and got your burgers and your drinks and whatnot, mm-hmm. and hung out for many hours at a time. So it's it's not too much of a stretch. And you know, they had the rides and stuff in there too. Oh, yeah. you know, they had the motion yeah. rides and all that, and the the Borg and many a conversation with guys in Borg outfits that are best forgotten. <laughs> but anywho, yeah, you could totally do that. It's been done. Yeah, I would I would do I would do that. Hey there we go. MercsCon two. Actually go to Vegas when they do that. <laughs> is there any rumors or word or anything on that? Well, or was, was Celebration Anaheim twenty twenty happening? Yes. Kind of put the brakes on. Pushed it back. MercsCon, at, yeah. At least a at least a year. Yeah. The yeah. thing to keep in mind is that if we're yeah. doing MercsCon, it would be on a year where we don't also have celebration because celebration is such a financial commitment for the club already. Well, yeah, it's like we we stopped. Yeah. As soon as we completed the last celebration, it's like, well, welcome to the planning for the next That's one. Yep. Basically, how it goes. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, we're pushing it. All right. <laughs> That's I think that's that's one of the reasons why no one's really no one's really mad that it's in Anaheim because um, it's like all right well we've we've done Anaheim before yeah, we know what to expect we know where it's yeah. going to be at logistically we know what we're doing yeah still a lot of planning to do but like we already got got some good groundwork there and Mandagalar is a small clan I mean they got a they got a couple of folks out there who can who can help out yeah um, yeah one or two one or two, one or two. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and actually, like a casino thing would be would be sweet. Like one of yeah. the casino night at Cantabite that the uh, Galactic Senate put on at oh, it looked amazing Celebration Chicago. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had most of my fun was the fact that it was in the Science Museum, so I was doing exhibits and stuff most of the night. But the part where it was, they had the dance floor and the open bar and food and all of the casino tables up. And every like a fair amount of people came like dressed up in their Star Wars duds, like in their, you know, Swarzy finery. Yeah. Um, their fancy dress. Yeah, like fancy space dress. Like it was, it was really cool to see. Like going up and down the escalators and everything, just taking in the scene was really neat. And yeah, I would, I would pay to do that again. 
Now I want to build one of those slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you pretty much just need a slot machine. And a skin. and Yeah, yeah and then, like, we a, can do that. a nice, like, gold skin. Yeah. It's got to be gold. To the eBay. Yes. <laughs> Explain that one to the wife. Hey, look what... <laughs> What's that about? Oh, nothing. No, it's not, nothing. Not a big deal. It's nerd stuff. You don't need to worry about that. That's fine. That's fine. Did you pay the gas bill? <laughs> yes, I paid the gas bill. All the bills are paid. Man, let's see. Um, oh, yeah, they did announce the – to go along with the new – with Celebration going on and – New Star Wars on Disney Plus and all this cool stuff. Uh, about a week or so ago, they did announce that there are, in fact, gonna they are making three new Star Wars movies. Yep. Um, sandwiched between three new Avatar movies. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. I'm okay with all of it. Sandwich. Like that's uh, honestly like um, looking at the comments on Instagram and Twitter. Ninety percent of the comments were, "But do we need those Avatar ones though?" <laughs> Am I, like, the only person who doesn't hate that movie? I don't – it's not – I don't mind it. It was just too long for what it was to watch Blue Dances with Wolves. It's just it wasn't anything new for me. I don't mind it. Like, it's still a beautifully shot movie. I love the Pandora part of Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. It's one of my favorite places to just walk around and take in the scene. Um, and I love me some Space Marines. <laughs> yeah, I had it on last night while I was just cleaning house. I'm like, it still doesn't look too bad. You know, it's 10 years old, but it still works. No, it, it, it holds up visually. Like, it's fantastic to look at. I think everyone's just like, did they have three more movies worth of material? Maybe. Gene. You know what? It's James Cameron. <laughs> Maybe. We're going to find out. <laughs> that dude's nuts. <laughs> yeah. No, he sure is. Um, it's like, what are you doing? I'm going down to the biggest trench on the ocean. <laughs> Why? Because I can. Because I can. Going to make a movie about it someday. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I didn't mind Avatar. It just, it was like 3D Fern Gully. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't think we needed, you know, several more Fern Gully sequels. Yeah. So we'll find out. We'll find out. I'll go, yeah. I'll go see him. I mean, I'm well, I, curious enough. I'll go watch him. I thought Alita was going to be, oh, my God, what is this? And then I went and watched it and, like, this is pretty good. Like, yeah. that, Rick, that oh, one surprise us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same. So. Like, I went and saw Detective Pikachu the other day, and that was actually really cute. Like, that was a fun little movie. Oh, Detective Pikachu was fantastic. Yeah, that movie surprised me quite a bit. Um so who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Um, yeah, and we'll find out. We'll find out. Just like we'll find out these these Star Wars movies uh, written by two of the writers of Game of Thrones. They've confirmed that those guys are still writing. Um, yep. I, I think that's what started my um, social media rabbit hole because it's like there was one disappointing episode of Game of Thrones and everyone's like, don't ruin Star Wars. Like, well, what? Well, and they're – like I'm you don't need to calm down. I'm not even sure if those those writers in particular were involved with season eight at all. I don't know if they'd already cut loose at that point to start writing. It's like you know, there's a writer's room, right? Yeah, 
so it's a whole like you know there's a like oh my god <laughs> nope only one writer yep yep it's no one else is allowed to write anything it's just those two guys I'm like his name is George R. R. Martin yes. George R. R. Lucas <laughs> <laughs> it's him well I'm like yeah unless it's unless it's the new Star Trek movies and they're all written by Roberto Orsi like yeah like you're gonna have twenty different people contributing to that story yep. <laughs> I think what gets me the most is the... I can understand not liking a movie. That's totally fine. Yeah. But when it goes on and on and on about how it's the worst thing and it's ruining whatever, and it's like, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And unless you end up working at one of those big movie companies, you have no ability to change what's going to be. Yeah. So for me, it's sit back, enjoy what you can, and if you can't, then don't watch it. Yeah, and don't you don't go see it three more times. I mean, yeah, and I can totally and like I'm not I'm not trying to make it sound like I don't empathize with people that like loved it and then they're disappointed because it's not where they expected the direction to go. It sucks. That's you know that's not a fun feeling. Yeah, we've all been there. But ultimately, okay, it it sucks. It didn't go the way you wanted it to, and moving on. Let the people who enjoy it enjoy it. You don't enjoy it. That sucks. It's disappointing. Uh, and, you know, try your best to enjoy what you can. Try to enjoy it next time. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that there are certain sections of, like, YouTube and all that I, I just don't even watch anymore. It's like, hey, you guys are really reaching to hate on something now. It's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. YouTube, YouTube's got some issues. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll just avoid for this. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I liken it to when I had to do more moderating on the forums back in the day, and there would be certain people that would pop up over and over and over to say, "Oh yeah, this last episode of Clone Wars sucks. Oh yeah, that next episode sucks. By oh, that next one sucks." And it's like, "Hi, welcome to your opinion has never changed once, and every episode you say that it sucks." Yeah, we get it. You don't like it. Yeah, stop posting that you don't like it. It's like yeah, and that's not that's not. To say, oh, stop posting because you're not allowed to say your opinion. It's every single episode, every single time. We got it. Abundantly clear. If you're just just doing it to trash on people and ruin someone's mood, you're just a jerk. (laughs) And and that's, I think, what we see a lot more. Like, what, 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 Brian, you've been referring to earlier about how, like, if the internet had been around back when the prequels came out, there'd be a lot more of that sign of, you know, there's just oh, some yeah. folks out there that just seem to always want to rail on stuff. It's like, yeah, let people enjoy their thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a movie. It's not meant to be perfect. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to try be, and have fun. It's yeah. meant to be fun, and so we can make costumes out of it. Dress yeah. up. Like That's it. not to say I haven't hated certain movies. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> there's yeah. definitely movies that have let me down. Everybody's seen, but, but you don't go on about it. Yeah. You move yeah. on with your life like a yeah. functional human being. Exactly. I don't yeah. go on about it. Crow always edits it out. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you fear? Yeah. That's my job to edit you out. Yep. <laughs> no. Look, I'm sorry. I, I was just disappointed in the Princess Diaries, okay? It's not perfect. <laughs> I moved on with my life. I, I got past it. Yeah. For a very brief moment, I thought we were going to have to fight because in my brain, I went. Oh, yeah, The Princess Bride. No, 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 no. no. Oh, <laughs> different. No. Different. I was like, no. Brian, you better not be. <laughs> no, no one. Anybody who – all right, so this is this is the one That's area. That's the litmus test. This yeah. is the That's one area where, where we will say if you don't like The Princess Bride, there is something wrong with you. <laughs> we just can't be friends, bro. Yeah. Like, now, if you haven't seen it because you're too young, 
Go watch it. That's fine. It's amazing. If, if somehow you haven't watched it on, like, a half day at school, because that's, that's where I watched it most of the time, <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, oh, it's substitute teacher day. All right, Princess Bride, that AV cart's getting rolled in. <laughs> they don't, I don't think yeah, anyone listening up. knows what an AV cart is. No, they do not. <laughs> <laughs> It was literally a TV strapped to, like, a rolling tray, literally. And it had what you'd call a VHS player, which we used to call a VCR. <laughs> I watched it on a black and white television. Ooh. Ooh, that, I'm old. Wow. That's well, and so cool. people understand, these aren't flat screens. No. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Right, no. no, that card had like 40-pound behemoths. That had to be black. No, it was a little 13-inch black and white oh, okay. television. Little bitty well, thing. for the AV carts. Oh, God. Yeah, the AV cards. Oh no, I was at home. Oh yeah. I yeah, I never quite understood why the AV cards were really allowed in school. They had like a forty pound TV and spindly little legs, a couple rolly wheels, and there was always one one thing it would catch on, and it would always be like, "Is it going to tip? Is it going to fall right over?" Well, it was just a like inevitably one side was just a rat's nest of all the all the plugs, all the cords, yeah. Like so, there was some Darwinism at work. (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee at least a couple teachers have gotten like workers comp for being crushed by an AV cart. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sure. Like I was I was one of the AV nerds at my high school, so I got to mess around with those all the time. <laughs> and yeah, every once in a while there would be that lip going into mm-hmm. the classroom that you didn't expect. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you survive so you're stronger for it. Yep. I never broke a TV. Not everyone was so lucky. No. <laughs> Rest in peace, Timmy. <laughs> Anything else? I I think we've covered it. Um, I, I think Is everybody still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who um, are our twelve listeners still here? <laughs> Hello, twelve listeners. How are you? Well, that's actually. That's... Did we have any interweb questions? Um, no, no interweb questions. That, well, actually, let me see what we got. Um, we did have a couple from last time that we did not really get to cover. How do you armor? How do you did armor? Did we even cover Merck's news? Um, we did not cover Merck's news. Um, did we have any? Congrats to all the May the 4th awards. Yep. All right, Merck's news done. Yep. All right, cool. We we missed the boat on that, so you know who you are. Congratulations. You look great. You know who you well, are. Well, it was one of those. We didn't have it. We didn't have it. In time to put out on the May podcast. Yeah. By the time the June one comes out, well, it's been a while. But yeah, and it's always such a long it's such such a long list of because there's so many cool people doing awesome stuff in the club. Although I do miss hearing Ian trying to pronounce all the different crazy uh, names. Oh, it's it's still funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually do have uh do have one question here. Um, mm-hmm. which is actually relatively solid. Um. And I'll read this verbatim. Uh, the new look for Mandalorians, will they be accepted? And I'm assuming this is in reference to the Mandalorian, um, the two sets of armor that we see in that show. Um, the, the simplest answer is, if it's a canon costume, it'll have canon ZRLs. Yep. Beyond that, what ends up being kind of more broadly allowed or not is a longer, much more nuanced discussion that Remains to be seen. Yeah. Will be determined in the future, yeah. Yeah. One one important thing to note, though, is, and this happens, like, with Rebels, it happened with Clone Wars all the time, people always go, ooh, ooh, a screenshot. 
and you see one angle of one costume and immediately people go, oh, I want to do that because, well, they get to do it, so I should be able to do it too. And it's not nearly quite so simple as that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things to consider. Um, unfortunately, there are a couple people, not naming names, not even, like, just hypothetically, anytime you have, you know, a kind of a rule set and then com- in comes uh, exception number 13 or exception number 4 or what have you. Um, someone will go, oh, well, that's an exception, and this over here, and let me just, you know, put all these things together and magically, oh, yeah, look at this, I can do this now, because all of these exceptions merge together, and it's... Somebody always tries to push the battery. Yeah, yeah, you can't can't make your costume out of exceptions. Now, if you want to make that as a costume, there's no problem with that. But for the club, for being an OM with that costume, trooping with that and whatnot, it's a little different. Yeah. I mean, you want to do anything for fun? Yeah, it's you do it. It's fun. Go ahead, go nuts. Yeah. Like we're not. There's even a section in the forums for non-approved costumes. So you can show off all the other cool stuff you make. Oh yeah. But as far as the um, the Pedro Pascal Mandalorian, yeah, we will have a CRL for that for sure. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like we're gonna um, already working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that'll be in word. Just awaiting more reference. Yeah. Yep. Um, that first episode will have so many screenshots it's going to be picked apart yep. as a research paper. There will be, you know, college dissertations that have less thought <laughs> put into it. Oh, yeah. No, I well, and keep in mind we have a bunch of volunteers that are going to ha- also have to spend a whole bunch of time working on it, reviewing it. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as soon as the episode drops is not as soon as the new CRL will drop either. You know, it's going to take some yeah. time. Can we offer an honorary doctorate in Mandalorian? <laughs> I mean, it it won't be like accredited, but yeah, we can technically honorary. do that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like we've uh, we got lucky in a lot of places with Rebels and the Clone Wars because Dave Filoni loves us so much he would just give us reference sheets to play with. Yep. Um, that's not always it's nice to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Filoni's got a hand in Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, and Favreau's there as well, and he loves the Mandalorian. Yeah, so like, who knows what we'll see coming out of that. Yeah, yeah we don't know. Some really cool stuff. Maybe. Maybe. Um, in Dave, we trust. Indeed. And now in John, we trust. Yep. Uh see. The next question, um, I don't quite understand, um, so we'll we'll see where this goes. Um, pucks, pucks, and more pucks. What? Yeah. That's that's the that's the comment. I'm not sure where we're supposed to go with that. To be honest, um, like no, hang I, on, hang on. I got I, the answer. Okay. Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Seven is definitely the answer. Yeah, that sounds about right. Let's see. I mean, because like it's I'm, clearly seven. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure where we're. Where you're... It's seven. It's seven. But like, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out where this is. Where this is coming from? Because like, I mean, I like hockey, and I like that the Bruins are are doing well in the playoffs. <laughs> um, but like, I'm what? <laughs> seven. seven. We'll just go with seven. We'll go with seven. It's seven. <laughs> we hope that helps. Um, and the last thing we had was, because uh, we mentioned it a little bit, uh, Anaheim 2020 predictions. Um, what do we think is going to be there? What do we think we're going to 
when do we think it's going to be? Pucks, 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 and seven. Seven. Yes. Seven. Um, I yeah, I don't know. They didn't actually give us a time of year or anything, did they? No. Just no, no, I'm not going to be responsible for people booking hotel rooms <laughs> at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, it would be excellent if it was later year. in the year. We had more than a the year's notice. Yeah, I would I would like an eight months notice. I would like an August September celebration. But that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I also agree. Yeah. Yeah, the first one that And then like, also Yeah. C six was in August. Yeah. That was yeah. Nice. It was hot, so it was Florida, but I didn't mind. Where the college at? students, the university students, those that are like finishing up schooling in April haven't been able to go into the celebrations in the last how many years now? Stop putting it in April. <laughs> it's, it's been a few, yeah. As much as it's fun to have celebration for my birthday, yeah, close enough. Uh, <laughs> middle of the summer is better, I think, overall for people to be able to travel. Now, maybe that's just because of the accommodations. Harder to get a, a venue. I don't know, like, because around that time, that time of year, like, Chicago was all proms. Like, if it wasn't us, it, yeah. was, it was, like, it was a different function, so... There's always functions. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a time of year that really is any better or worse for a convention this size. Any time, any time it's mentioned of like, oh yeah, other events happening, it still harkens. It reminds me of. Uh, I think it was Celebration Six. You got Greedo walking through the background of wedding photos. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's like a wedding reception happening at the Marriott. And there goes Greedo walking by, and then there's like a squadron of stormtroopers and all your random denizens of the Empire. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Like, as it should be. Uh, And then the the wedding couple's getting in on it, and the old, you know, the, the, like, clearly the grandparents of the people getting married are just like, what the heck is going on here? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What in tarnation? Oh, I still. Years ago, I I was at a convention that happened. They (laughs) double booked the convention <laughs> in the convention center along with a wedding yeah. and the wedding that this was on university property in Louisiana mm-hmm. and it was the chancellor of the university's daughter. Mm. Oh, so, so you can guess what event got bumped and got, <laughs> got kicked out of the place. And then later on wedding clearly, right? Yeah. The wedding. Yeah, we were, we were hanging out out front, and the wedding party came over, and they're like, what's going on over here? I'm like, well, there's a there's a sci-fi convention, and, you know, we lost the space, so we're kind of stuck here in the hotel. And they're like, you need to come over. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Like, all of us? Like, <laughs> like, like they, they, you know, we had mando storm you know just random people in costume and the, the bride was like That's hilarious well why aren't you over here because <laughs> well, I, I like, we were told to stay away like no <laughs> i still gotta give props to the couple who got married um while MercsCon uh was going on oh yeah same, same sort of thing they're like okay well we're gonna have the ceremony and that's gonna be fine and normal but they like they heard we were next door and they're like hey could you send some of your guys over for some photos after? Like, well, yes. Please. Yes, we can. Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So we had three, four people suited up, went over, had some great pictures with the wedding party. It was awesome. <laughs> that was, oh, actually, that so, was one of my... Some of us are ordained ministers. We could do the wedding in armor. 
It's true. It's happened. Yeah, we can legally marry you in armor. Yep. I think we've had like three or four Mandos recently all get married in the... I mean, May 4th, obviously. Yeah. Big day. Mandalore the... throwing that out there for next celebration if someone, you know, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to get married at the bash? Let's let's just do this. (laughs) I'm volunteering. I'll do the ceremony. (laughs) Man, actually, one of my favorite moments we had at a... One of our local conventions is we were, I forget where we were, but we were just out in costume somewhere around the convention, and there was just like some normies. Just a, a lady was like, "Oh, what are you, what are you dressed up for?" I'm like, "Oh, was, we were like, there's a convention over at the hotel, over, over, you know, wherever." She's like, "Oh, do you all like hang out? Do you all eat together?" <laughs> it's like, yep, yes, all three thousand of us. Yep, we all we all yep. sit down, have a nice dinner. <laughs> We all live in the same house, so this do the dishes together, cook dinner. This story. Yeah. It's a commune. Was I not even there? You were not even there. <laughs> <laughs> this was a friend of mine oh. back in the first year of Anime Boston. Oh, okay. The Boston so was, Marathon was happening so, again. Oh, okay. So it was like 10,000 people. <laughs> this is marriage, folks. You just get, What's yours is mine. Yeah. You just oh, yeah, get stories. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. That was Anime <laughs> Boston. That was way before, I, I think, way, yeah, way before the Mercs were even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of co-opted it. Yep. <laughs> now, just absorb it. It's the, yeah. Had you met Ian at this point? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, okay. we met when yeah. we were, yeah. we technically met when we were little. We grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah, this is, this is diabetes great sweetness here. It's not, we don't need to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> Details. <sighs> Well, if you must know. Yeah, no. Our listeners will have to tune in for next episode to find yeah. out all the uh, yes. next episode. <laughs> next time on Kaldabi Talk Radio. I'll tell you how I met my wife, Ark, and how, touch me. And how we, we met. <laughs> and it'll be that's, great. That's our new spinoff show, How I Met Germando. Yeah. How I Met Germando, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we honestly, if we wanted to do that as a feature, I'm sure we could. We have a lot of couples who are married in this club. <laughs> and a lot of people who... Are married cool, to actually. other to other nerds who yeah. maybe not Mandalorians, but they're just as nerdy. We need content. <laughs> I mean, if we want to be super cliche, we can make it the February episode. Oh my oh, god! Oh man, <laughs> we could, we could, we could do this. So yes, tune in next year. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Tell you that next February. February. Next year we'll do that. Um, yeah, we actually had we had a couple Mandalorians. We had a couple Mandalorian ish weddings just like this past month. Like, I know yeah, May fourth. Yeah, May fourth. Popular day for Star Wars nerds for some reason. <laughs> Strange how that goes. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, we had like at least one out in California. We had like a couple others uh, floating around. So congratulations. At least one in Arizona. Yeah, like so. Congrats to all of you. Many like best wishes. Um, Welcome to Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who are not there, whatever you want. Soon. To do. Soon. If you're not interested. Never. Whatever floats you. (laughs) Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. (laughs) Legal contracts, no legal contracts, we don't care. Yeah, doesn't matter. I mean, but how else are you supposed to get Mandalore to ordain your uh, wedding? Um, Or or Pinocchio. uh, Provide him with a room in your beach house. (laughs) Well, that's actually the beauty of it. That's actually the answer. Yeah. (laughs) If we're not making it a real wedding, then anybody can do it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 
I now pronounce you man and costume. Like whatever whatever you want. <laughs> That's Mando and costume. <laughs> no, no, I I can legally do it. <laughs> you can do anything. Is that in any state? Yeah. Yeah, I'm an ordained minister. Yeah. Cool. The first church of the Latter-day Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if, if that's the case, I, too, am an ordained minister. <laughs> Welcome, fellow achiever. Uh, we abide. Yep, it's legal. <laughs> we abide. And on that wonderful note. On that wonderful note. I think that is honestly all we have on the... Uh, on this episode of Kaldabi Talk Radio. Um, so, on behalf of myself, Thaxos, Pinocchio, Ark, Desert Planets, ordained ministers and non-ordained ministers. Abide. Abide. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. Tune in next month. Bye. 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 Billy D, Billy D, Billy D. This has been a production of the Mandalorian Mercs Costuming Club. To learn more about the topics discussed on this episode, please visit us at www.mandalorianmercs.org. The Mandalorian Mercs is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated media are intellectual property of Lucasfilm and Disney. We hope you enjoyed the show and welcome your feedback. Visit our Facebook page or email us at podcast at mandalorianmerks.com.